five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. You're listening to Tabletop and Beyond with your host, Justin. But before we get started, how was your geek week? And co-hosts, Dan and Jason. You have to be willing to let the dice help you tell the story. Okay, look, this year, I'm going to stop mispronouncing words. Join us as we cover board games to war games and beyond. Welcome back to Tabletop and Beyond. This is your host, Justin. I am joined by Dan today. Hey, are we back? We left and then we came back? Yeah, we're here, man. I was here the whole time, just very (laughs) quietly, quietly judging you. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, we had Jason bow out at the last minute, but not to be feared, we will be back shortly in a post-Gen Con wrap-up because today, my friends is the Gen Con preview for Tabletop and Beyond and all of its hosts. Woohoo! Uh, I don't know about you, Dan, but I am very excited for Gen Con. It still feels like a dream. Uh, we're leaving the day after tomorrow, and it just it just doesn't feel real. It doesn't Are feel you real. packed? No, but laundry... I'm ahead of the game on laundry, let me just say that. Yeah, me too. Uh, but that's more thanks to my wife. She's and let me, <laughs> let me say I'm not pleased about the mask packing that I have to do. Ah, right. Yeah, and the uh, d- uh, card, uh, in- immunization card packing. <gasps> oh, that reminds me. I need to go find mine. It's somewhere. I know. I've been reminding everybody to do things on Discord about, like, <laughs> all the little things, and no one's yeah. listening. Yeah, definitely. Sorry. You responded. Everybody else ignored me. So thank I you. do need to get some groceries put, less put together. Yeah, we, 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 we've got logistics to our fans. We've got logistics we got to run because yeah. this is a team sport. It is, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but before we get into all of that, Dan, how was your Geek Week? My Geek Week was real simple. Um, we've talked a lot about Star Wars West Marches. I got to play as a player. Um, I got to use XP that I accumulated as a GM, and I don't think that was game-breaking at all. It seemed fine. O-Rama. Uh, and my daughter wants to run a, a D&D game for her younger... My daughter, who's 13, wants to run a D&D game for her brother, who is 9, and his older cousin online, who's about 11. And so we made a D&D character for a 9-year-old on Sunday, which was super charming. Oh, that's cool. It's always fun to like do something for the first time with somebody who has like no idea what's going on or what choices they're making and he certainly did enjoy all the dice he had to roll. He made a um Genesee, what are those what are those elemental humans, the gen something, Genesee, genocide. I want to say Genesis and that's not right. But anyway, there's a race of elemental people and he's a fire dude and he's a sorcerer. And he has fire sorcery powers, and he's got a little draconic magic, draconic heritage in him. And he's a classic nine-year-old D&D character, and how can you go wrong? I think I just want to be his barbarian sidekick. There you go. I just want to be a beat stick sidekick. Yep, yep. Everybody needs one of those. 
Because I'm sure I'll be managing all of his spell slots when we play. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're kind of like the uh, magic version of his um, valet. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like instead of carrying all of his weapons, you're just carrying his spell slots. Yes. It's like, <laughs> what do I do? Put a chick mark there and magic missile again. That's right. <laughs> That's good. So, are you uh, wait, are you playing with them? Like, when when is I, that happening? I I think it's going to be a post Gen Con thing. Um, okay, it's going to be kind of a virtual hybrid game. Um, I got one more other quick quick geek quick thing. I've yeah. mentioned it before, maybe on Discord. I purchased a circular camera. Now, I, at work we have the owls. They're a thousand dollars, and the owl listens mm. to who's ever talking, mm-hmm. and it makes a three sixty picture of the room, and it pans to and there's different ways to set it up but the 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 camera will find you in in a frame if you're talking i didn't want to blow a thousand bucks i found a pretty decent circular camera microphone setup that i use not only for using in the middle of the rpg table but also i use it for some teaching that i do on the side when i have to set up a virtual classroom and i want the people on zoom to feel like they're actually in the room so i do have a double use for it and it has worked out great one of the problems with uh, uh, hybrid games is where do you put the camera? Where's the microphone? Who's pointed at what? Right, right. Um, and with this, has a bunch of different modes. I found it on Amazon for about 80 bucks, but it does a rectangle with one stripe of 180 degrees and another stripe underneath it with another 180 degrees. Oh, wow. And so the people who are on Zoom can see everybody and can hear everybody. Um, I put it on a teeny tiny little tripod in the middle of the table and it, it works like a dream for $80 for 80 bucks, which beat the heck out of the thousand dollar owl. And that's not even the best owl. That's like the entry level owl. Thanks Um, U S government for spending a thousand dollars. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) so if you don't know what I'm talking about, just do just Google conference room owl and you'll see them. They they look like owls because they're the shape of an owl. And they have creepy little LED eyes that light up. They look like spooky. Um, this is a lot less creepy. It looks kind of like a, a little white flying saucer on a tripod. And um, uh, and so yes, for hybrid games, uh, one of the problems is is only one person is going to be facing the camera and the monitor. Everybody else is going to be turning around to look at the monitor. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a problem. I think it's only a problem if you you're the poor guy that has to call in virtually. So our GM was virtual, and we had our, our good friend uh, Dan from New Mexico call in. Oh, hey, and, that's nice. And and I think we really kind of I think we've overcome one of the biggest humps of of hybrid RPGs. Mm-hmm. So super excited about it, and uh, it was only an eighty dollar investment, and I, I think I've already got my money's worth out of it. I've used it for RPGs two or three times now. Very good. Very yeah. good. Yeah, listen, the hybrid model is like the worst. And I thought we I thought we did an okay job uh, during Guildcon 2 years ago with yeah. Jason's setup, right? Um that like that worked out, but it was only one guy calling in, but it sounds like your little yeah. uh your little machine solves that problem pretty well, which is great. Yeah, it it solves the who's talking, you know, and, and it's just easy. I think it's uh, – I'm getting really positive feedback from the people who are calling in. Nice. We still have the problem that side conversations drowned out the main conversation, and that's mm. always a problem with hybrid unless everybody has, like, weird microphones and you mute yourself and crap like that. I, I, right. 
I think that's uh, that, that's part of that's one of the problems of hybrid is, is shutting your mouth. And I have that problem teaching too. I have to remind my students. I'm like, all your side conversations are clogging up the internet pipe. So, uh, and uh, if it's a really cool game and everybody's into it, everything that everybody has to say is super valid. And so I don't Mm -hmm. think it came up very much in the game that we played last week. So, um, yeah, you got to, hybrid gaming is a new thing and we kind of need a new tool set. But having everyone face the monitor and look at the camera and having only, you know, 170 degree, degree field of vision in an old traditional camera was just a huge pain in the butt and I think I've I've turned the corner and I'm really pleased. Nice. Very yeah. good. Very good. Well, I really only have one thing for my geek week. I mean, I had my mom come into town for a little bit and uh finished up some rugby stuff and so it was kind of a busy week. Um so the good news is that rugby rugby season is over until next March. So that means that I get more time for gaming, which is That's awesome. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Good for you, man. Um, but uh, but the the main Geek Week thing is that uh, my children have finally discovered Stranger Things. Oh wow! Well, good. So better late than never. Been. Yes, exactly. So uh, we tried to show my 15 year old Stranger Things like maybe three years ago, and she like the first scene freaked her out so much. She's like, I can't do this. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, really? It's like, that's that's I mean, it, it was pretty intense, right? The very first scene where the dude's like trying to escape the elevator and running down the hallway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's pretty intense, right? She's like, I can't do this. But now she's like, it's really not that scary. It's just more suspenseful. And there's like some intense parts, obviously. But um, she really likes the story. So we have been binging this thing. Yeah. And I should have, I realized that I should have been putting models together while I watch this with her because, like, I'm just, like, watching it with her. Um, and it's not as good. It, Stranger yeah. Things is not as good as audio listening, I've found. It's true. It, you got to be a little bit more engaged for it, to be, for it to be good. So, and I haven't seen the fourth season yet. Um, oh, good. You know, and so, like, we're halfway through the third season now, so. Oh, you're, on, you're well yeah. on your way. Yes. The characters are so, so charming. The acting is so great. You really feel like a member of their party, for yeah. lack of better terms. There's gamer stuff everywhere, which is uh, uh, always brings me joy. And my uh, teenage daughter, who's 17, loves Stranger Things, and she always like cringes during the D and D stuff. She's like, "So you guys do that? Do you guys do that? Do you guys do that?" <laughs> You're so like, "Well." I did do that back in the 1980s, yes. I'm like, well, <laughs> you seem to be really into this show, which is 80% based on D&D. Right. So stop stop throwing stones, 17-year-old girl who's <laughs> shaming me high school style. That's right. Yeah. And just let her know that, hey, listen, the incredible meteoric rise of D&D over the last five years has like a direct correlation with Stranger Things. Exactly. Exactly. Know? So. And I remind her if she gives me any more crap, she'll never get a car. It's real simple. That's right. Duh. Hello. <laughs> you can only poke the bear too often. <laughs> exactly. Oh, how about I turn off your phone? Okay. Awesome. Uh, very good on the Geek Week. Let's see what we got for Geek News. Um, all oh. I have to say is, oh, I, I know sound drop. No, we, we are we're bare bones today. Uh, it's true, we are. The, the, We've been the, busy packing the, and getting ready. The entire production staff is officially spread thin. We're spread oh, really thin. So, uh, 
let's just get right into it. Um, there's so much going on. I think it'll be better to talk about the things that stood out to us at Gen Con because yes. this is the gamer news season. If you're coming to us for gamer news, I, I don't know where to tell you to get it. I really like N-World. Um, they're fantastic. There's plenty on there. And there's plenty on Board Game Geek because everything is just busting out. The one piece of news that we we can't that can't go unnoticed from this podcast is the D and D movie that we've talked about at length over the years. That is true. If you're not aware, you must be living under a rock. But it, they released a a pretty good trailer, and I walked away from the trailer wanting to see the movie, knowing knowing it was coming, knowing who the cast was. I, I never wanted to see it more. So um, I like I like the vibe. I'm excited. It's it's like hearted. It's lighthearted. It seems like it's going to be faithful to the source material, and you know what else could you? What could what could go wrong in a D and D movie, Justin? <laughs> I don't know what could go wrong. So the internet was ablaze with frustrations and and disgust that and uh, that a druid could turn a druid tiefling could turn into an owl bear. An owl bear? I didn't see the problem with that. Uh, apparently the rules as written are that you can't turn into a monstrosity, which is a oh. owlbear. So they're like, what? You can't do that. And I'm like, oh, just wait. I'm sure Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast will make that happen. I thought somebody you found know? a loophole that they could if it was a, a the right spell slot. I don't know. Maybe. All I know is that like the internet was ablaze with it. So yeah. then not only did you have the people like, you can't do that in D&D. You have the people like, you can do whatever you want in D&D, right? And so there's like yeah. whole thing. Like I remember getting onto this uh, Dads and Dungeons Facebook group that I'm in. Mm. And like someone posted something about like, hey, did anybody see the new trailer? And there was like <laughs> seriously like 500 comments in it, right? And like oh, 250 no. of them I had to do with this owl bear. Right, and uh, I'm just like, wow, like that one, like two second, like scene in the trailer. It was less than two seconds. Oh and yeah, everyone missed the the everyone missed the forest for the trees. Oh yeah, that there's an owl bear in a major motion picture, which is a purely D and D creation. Right, there's a straight up owl bear, and it looks amazing, and the CGI is great, and it's compelling, yeah. and they're rules lawyering it. Yeah. One of the reasons why I, I kind of distanced myself from Wizards of the Coast D20 games was because um, once upon a time, they would come out with, like, let's say a book mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, let's just say, a, a Star Wars game they used to run. And all of the guys used to go find all the NPCs and reverse engineer them to see if they were properly constructed. Like, what did he get at first level? What did he get? What did Vader get at third level? All that stuff. And did that actually match what happened in the movies? And I was like, guys, it's not that important. I hate to break the news to you. This is not that important. So I'm not, I'm trying, I don't want to geek shame anybody. Everyone has their passion, but come on. It's, it's popular. Yeah, don't miss the force from the trees. I think it's definitely the point there, right? So, yeah, like it mm. looked great. I think Chris Pine's going to be a great bard. <laughs> so we had a moment of him playing the loot. I, that, that's right. That was the comic relief. So it was great. That's right. 
the other news that I wanted to bring up was the release of Warcry 2.0, The Heart of Gur, that is coming out. Uh, uh, pre-orders started yesterday. They run through this week, and that means that the new edition will be dropping on Sunday the 14th, or I guess that weekend, sa- uh, Saturday the 13th, Sunday the 14th. Um, so they have updated rules. They have updated abilities. They, um, were, they're planning to come out with a compendium, which updates all of the stats and rules and points for all of the fighters that they have out there. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds great, right? Uh, well, no, because I just bought a Red <laughs> Harvest book. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, on eBay. I bought the Red Harvest book. So oh, I can nice. have a rule book. <laughs> so actually, it'll come in handy, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. Oh, um, boy. So I I have looked I've seen a lot of spoilers about like what the new core rule book is uh, is containing. Um, there's like a lot of people that have gotten their preview copy of of uh, the Heart of Gur that just came out, right? And honestly, like this feels more like 1.5 edition than a 2.0. Yeah. And uh, you're talking like the core rules basically are, are exactly the same with just a little bit of tweaks. Right, so um, that Red Harvest book that you have will serve you well. Um, like some of the some of the changes that they have is like if you pick up a treasure, you have negative three inches to your movement to, or maybe I think it's negative two yeah. inches to your movement to like a minimum of three. I read that. You know? I was like, well, that's realistic. I like it. Yeah, yeah, because you're carrying it right, and like you can't do certain things and like all that. So yeah. honestly, like, it's, and it, there wasn't that many changes, which I thought was great because. I thought that uh, Warcry has a nice, slim, sleek rule set. Like, it's pretty easy to play. Yeah. So I was worried about them tinkering with it too much. Getting it to, you know. Well, you know, it's 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 kind of the yin to the Age of Sigmar yang, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, so it's great, and um, it's coming out. Now, the compendium, right? The compendium is supposed to be the book that has every single fighter listed in all of the books before all the free rules that have come out like all this stuff right so it's going to have every fighter in there all the rules in one book uh you know you're you're talking stat cards and abilities and all that stuff right yeah well the rumor is um and this is a pretty substantiated rumor the rumor is is that that book's not coming out for months that apparently there's probably print production problems. Oh. It was supposed to drop day one, but then they announced, oh, no, the bo- the uh, the box is coming out, and then the compendium will be out maybe around a month after that. And everybody's like, a month after? Like, that's garbage. Like, you know, how are we supposed to know this stuff? Well, guess what? Games Workshop this week is literally releasing for free all of the rules online of the compendium. Did you hear that there's a global paper shortage oh really yeah i didn't know that yeah there's lots of books being delayed right now yeah so so basically now's a great time to get into Warcry because you can i literally downloaded all of the orders so that's like the stormcast eternals the dwarves the elves like all those you know all those good the quote-unquote good guys your um daughters of cain have new free updated rules yeah and Um, they're probably nerfed because they were great um, <laughs> actually, I haven't even really looked at them. Uh, from yeah. what I have seen, I I think the points balances have been pretty good across okay. the board. Like things that probably were too expensive got a, an adjustment. Things that were too cheap got an adjustment. And okay. um, 
some things got extra attacks, some things got, you know, minus one toughness. So they've been balancing pretty well from what I've seen. Well, and, and I hate to say it, but it's a lot harder to meta chase in a Games Workshop game than it is other other games where, you know, it's easier to own six factions. I'm not yeah. saying people don't do that in right. Games Workshop games. I know lots of people that do, but it's slightly less common than it would be, I'm going to say X-Wing, like, Right, you know. Oh, guess what? The empire's having its that that dog is having its day this month. Well, okay, I can I can meta shift to that. It'll cost me zero money, zero time right. Right. to prep models. And uh, out of seven factions, if you've got five, you're you're in good shape. When uh, yeah. w- w- even if the meta swings away from you completely, definitely. So I think for this, it's like well, the like if I only have one army, and the meta swings away from my one army, I'm still going to play the damn thing anyway. Yeah, and to be honest with you, with Warcry, I mean, there's so many different factions that it's hard to swing in favor of one or the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, so the big question that I have had throughout this whole process is what does this mean for the Nova Open? You know, because the problem is is that you can only get the new Warcry 2.0 um, core rule book in the box set. Oh. You can't. Uh, and I think this is another issue, right? That they, that they, um, they said, oh, you can buy the core rule book later, right? I think uh, now I've heard a rumor, that, and this isn't as sub, uh, substantiated. I heard that they're releasing the rules online this week as well. Okay. So is that good um, enough? I think what's what? It, listen, if by the by the fourteenth. I know that's only two and a half weeks before the Nova open before our event, but yeah. if by the 14th, the rules are all online, all the fighter profiles are online with their reactions and all that stuff, then let's go, right? Like we'll, we'll make this a 2.0 tournament. Um, so I, because I don't think that the rules have changed so significantly that it's throwing people's war bands completely away. I think maybe yeah, some people I, I, need to make a couple of tweaks, but not, Anything yeah. so significant that it's broken, you know? Yeah, the half, the 0.5 stuff is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, because otherwise, um, it's not good to completely throw all that all that baby out with bathwater so frequently that no matter what, they're going to interrupt some good tournament, whether it's Nova Open or LVO, you know, timing it around tournaments is almost impossible considering publishing schedules that's like oh, the yeah, least thing sure. that's the least of their concerns it's like once they have a definitive date and they can tell players what's actually happening then they can go okay let's look at the calendar let's mitigate this problem and come up with a solution i think that's because of these delays and stuff like that that's why you're going to get all the all the early digital access which is very very thoughtful and good of them and and props to them for thinking about their their player base yeah, I mean, I'm planning to get the box that comes out because I'm a collector of the game, right? Like, I've got, like, all the stuff, and so I'm just kind of like, I'm going to get the box anyway. Uh, so, you know, in it, I'll get the core rule book. And when the compendium eventually does come, it may be in, like, three months, it may be in six months, yeah. I'll probably end up getting that too. And what I'll do with it is I will take that straight down to Kinko's, and I will have them spiral bound the crap out of that book. Yeah, and that so way can I can flip bring through it, without you know? ripping. Break your yeah. own binding up front. That's a smart way to go. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of the 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 news. Now, here's kind of like one little anecdote. 
I've been busting my butt to like make Warcry a thing at the Nova Open, you know. Yeah. And Games Workshop puts out this like, hey, here's some big events coming up, and they have this whole like, um, Nova Open is gonna be amazing, and like if you do well there, you can get tickets to like our big events, and they're gonna have, uh, you know, all of our greatest Games Workshop games. They're gonna have 40k. They're gonna have Age of Sigmar. They're gonna ha- and they're gonna have Kill Team. Come on dot, out. Dot dot. And I'm like, what the crap, guys? Like, uh, you're putting out a new edition, and I'm doing your heavy lifting by making this that, tournament. That and you didn't even mention us. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. Games Workshop. Like, what the crap? Oh, <laughs> you cut me deep. Right? Well, I, I'm sorry. The list of gamers who are mad at Gamers Workshop is a very long, long Oh, line. I'm sure. Yes. If you put every gamer head to toe, line them up, you would make it to the moon of everybody who's been <laughs> pissed at them at one time or the other. It's so true. Yeah, so, but whenever I see a Games Workshop person, I'm going to have some words with them this that, that yeah. weekend, though. Like, hey, buddy, we got to talk. Yeah. You know, like we're trying to make I, I think you should, uh, you should reach out to their, their PR team and just say, Hey, as the guy who's running this uh, event, uh, I it would have been nice if you had mentioned it. Or you could say, if you update this or come out with another posting, wouldn't it be great if you mentioned Warcry 2? Yeah. And then you might get more attention than you would have otherwise. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just put out a tweet. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be great. I just put out a tweet saying, like, hey, we've still got spots open for our Warcry tournament at uh, Nova Open 2022, right? Yeah. I'm going to retweet this thing, and I'm going to tag the Warhammer community people that put out that article. Yeah. And be like, hey, by the way, just in case you want to snub us again, you know what I mean? Like, we do have spots open, so. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to start a flame war with Games Workshop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that that won't end in pain now will no it? exactly exactly so no it'll be good times anyway that's the news that i had it's it was a little salacious and kind of uh kind of fun though kind of edgy yeah I, yes. I get that i like it yeah well done well dan the bags need to be packed in about 24 hours uh the the plans must be made soon. Are, how are you feeling about your preparations for Gen Con 2022? Well, let me tell you, um, Gen Con is a is is a is a brocation with me and Nate, yep. And plus all you guys, and and we've just for the first time we VRBO'd a house, so we can report back on the pros and cons of staying at the hotel near the airport 30 minutes away. Yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. we had one buddy get hotels within uh, walking distance cuz he he was a super platinum space member of one of the chains and so he he got his room the rest of us drove <laughs> we drove right. like Schlatt. we remember the days when Gen Con had a shuttle that went out to all the satellite hotel spaces. So anyway. Oh dang. Yeah, that was That's that was before I went. Yeah, it was that yeah, exactly. They they ended it when you what your first year was the year. Oh. <laughs> it was okay. the year they got rid Maybe of. they knew it was coming. They're like, yeah, They're not like, that Smith guy. No, 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 no. He's going <laughs> to he's going to cramp our style. So there's lots of logistics. It's a huge convention. There's construction on the freeways around. There's so much construction around the freeways around uh, Indianapolis that the city of Indianapolis put out a video for Gen Con attendees to tell them what exits they should focus on using when they're 
getting on and off the freeway. Oh no way! Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, and and the city, the city of Indianapolis, I I think they have done a marvelous job of welcoming gamers. Every year I've gone, I've always felt welcomed, agreed, and included. And you can drive way out of the city and go to random places. They'll have a Gen Con sticker on the door that says. We welcome Gen Con visitors and stuff like that. And I remember the one year I flew in, I came down the escalator and there was just a giant dragon sticker that was probably, I don't know, 12 feet by six feet big on the floor. And it was, you know, Indianapolis welcomes Gen Con. So they do a nice job and and, and, and they want uh, gamers to keep coming back year after year, um, which I, I really appreciate. So... Um, it's a great town. We're going to st- stay downtown for the first time, so we'll report back to see how that went. It'll, it'll have pros, it'll have cons. We don't know, but we'll figure it out when we get there. Yes. Um, I was telling my wife the other day that, you know, by the time we got up from the hotel, we had our breakfast and all that stuff. But by the time we, like, left the hotel, found parking, and then walked, like, it was a haul. It was a bit of a haul. And honestly, like, the walk from where we found decent parking to Gen Con, it was probably like a 15-minute walk. Like, meaning that it was probably a good three-quarters to a mile away already. And that's how far we're staying from Lucas Oil Stadium. So it's probably just a little bit longer to the actual convention hall. Yeah. Because you got to go around Lucas Oil Stadium. But, um, you know... I still think from the time that we leave the VRBO to the time we get to the convention hall will still be less time than had we like, you know, gotten in the car and driven and found parking and all that stuff. And it's cheaper. You know, we don't yeah. have to spend $30 a day or more on um, parking. Yeah. yeah. And th- there might be other hidden costs that we don't know yet, but we'll, we'll tell our valiant listeners if you're going to a big convention, what, what, what works and what doesn't work. So we're looking forward to, to, um, you know, breaking new ground as a as a gaming group and trying things a little differently which is great how was your prep this year like did you get into the events that you were looking forward to i i did so th- this is the first year i t- disengaged completely because of family and life's real life stuff yeah. uh, i was at a wedding um in california when the when the events dropped Oh, right. And right. so I knew that and I just didn't care. I'm like, so like I said, it's a family brocation, you know, mm-hmm. um, what we do is after all the dust is settled and the computers are not locking down and you're not number 10,000 in line or whatever. Um, what, what we did is we have a pretty good group of folks, pretty big group of folks, five or six, seven, eight pe- people. And we try to do at least one thing together every day. And and to large and then we overlap other things as as they come and they go. Yeah. Um, so I I got like I had people just sign me up. So for those who don't know, you can friend people on the Gen Con system and you can buy them tickets. So I owe a bunch of people money for tickets. They bought me a ticket and they said, okay, um, we're doing this on this day and you can just owe me later and that's great. And then I had all these free time blocks that I had to go fill in. And what Nate and I did is we just went one day at a time and just said, hey, what are our rules this year? What do we want to do? And Nate said, I'm I'm kind of burnt on RPG. So there are two RPGs built in to the group things we're doing. We're like, that's uh-huh. it. It's two RPGs. That's it. And we're done. Everything else is board games or, or tabletop miniatures and stuff like that. And that helped us kind of zero in on stuff we wanted to try. 
um, and do different. So he and I just went through and, you know, we got, uh, we said, hey, look, hey, there's two empty slots for this. That sounds good. And we just filled, filled in everything that hadn't been filled in by the larger group. Um, are those the premier events at everything and every genre and every IP I want to get into? Probably not. Um, but that wasn't really the goal. The goal was is to, out of 80 events on the website for this block of time, one out of 80 is probably going to be pretty good. Um, and I, I'm optimistic. Um, and so I've, I've got stuff pretty much planned the whole time. What are, what's like one or two events that you're really looking forward to? Um, I'm not going to lie. You guys signed me up for champions fifth edition, which is a the, the OG, uh, superhero RPG. That, that sounds great. Um, Nate was my GM many years ago for champions first edition. So it'll be good fun to play that. It's been since the nineties that I played that game. Um, Goonies never say die adventure one. I, I like that sounds like fun stuff to me. Um, diplomacy introduction, fourth edition. So you, you and or our listeners may not know diplomacy is one of those OG strategy games back that goes back 30 plus years. It's a really old strategy oh, game. It, yeah, it's I alive love, and well. I've been wanting to try that, and I just couldn't fit it in the schedule. But yeah. what, what day? Are, what, when are you playing that? I'm doing it Friday evening at 8 p.m. It's a four-hour. Okay. The introduction game is a four-hour game. Ooh, eight to midnight. Yeah, eight Hardcore, to midnight. Buddy. So, diplomacy is well known for being a game that ends friendships. So I'm playing with my brother. We're stuck. We're stuck genetically for a long time to come. Um, so that, that should be great. Um, so those are kind of the big ones. There's a battle tech game. We signed up a grinder. There'll be a lot of, you know, death and rebirth battle tech. It's been a long time since I played battle tech as well. So, um, on my thing, there's no game I play regularly on my entire itinerary, except for, um, there's Genesis system, but it's Twilight Imperium, and, and we, oh, do, nice. okay. we do play narrative dice when we play Star Wars. We we played a lot of Genesis. I've run Genesis games. It's great. That's the only game on here that I could say, yeah, th that's one I could just sit down and start playing right now. Um, so everything else is just out there. I mean, we're messing around with things like Splendor, Marvel Edition, um, you know, Lords of Waterdeep. All kinds of just stuff. Star Wars villainous, casual play, you know. Nice. Um, we're just throwing everything at it. Um, one game called Epic Card Game Duels, you get to walk out, you get the cards, and they give it to you for free. So it's a two-hour thing, um, and uh, you get... It's a TCG-style uh, card game. Uh, so... And uh, you pay, I think the tickets were pretty moderately priced. Oh, no, the cost was zero. And you walk away with a copy of the game. So that, wow. was, that was very fun. So, and if, the, if it sucks, it's, it's a free game. So, For yeah. sure, for what, sure. What a cool model. I mean, think about yeah. that. If you came up with a cheap board game or a cheap card game, go to Gen Con, do 20 sessions and give, every, give a copy away and get some word of mouth going. Get, yeah, get the for game sure. out there. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I took the same approach that you did, right? In that if I could play this game at home, why play it there? Yeah. Right? Like yeah. if I've got access to it at home. Now, granted, like if there's a game that I would I have on my shelf that I just never get to play. Yeah. 
um, I've because done. of whatever reason, you know, then maybe then maybe I would play it there. However, I was fortunate to find plenty of games that I have not played. I am going to be very RPG heavy this time. I yeah. think I've got five RPG sessions yeah. in the weekend. So I've got a um, Zweihander game. Have you heard of that one? No. Nope. You're you're you are like a hundred times more adventurous than I am when it comes to, <laughs> to trying new stuff. I think it's because yeah. my tastes are very locked in from from 1994, and I'm not very good at getting outside of my taste. Yeah. So I remember being at Gen Con 2019 and seeing the Zweihander book come out. Oh yeah. Um, and like everybody was like flocking to the booth, and I'm like, dude, that looks amazing, and it's it's kind of like um. Uh, like in the time of like Joan of Arc, sure. like yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of like you're you're like medieval European. In fact, this this one is like the nation of Vichy. You know, Vichy France has like made preparations for the the arrival of the Golden Messiah, right? So like, oh, fun. You, it's kind of like low epic fantasy and grim yeah. dark fantasy, like all in all in one. So um, this is uh, it's set during the Hundred Years' War. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it to, to try it because I, I I'd heard things about it, but it's like, when do when do I get to play as Vihander, right? Like, well, and you've lived in France and you under, you've got a geographical yeah, totally. mind and a historical mind for what was going on when in that period, and so you you'll probably get a little bit more out of it than oh, the average yeah, bear. Yeah, total kick out of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see, I'm playing in an Urban Shadows game. Uh, Jason talked me into that one. It uh, Urban Shadows is kind of like he explained it like um, it's like as a su- supernatural was a thing. Oh, where, like good. there's like the world, yeah. and then like there's like you know supernatural things going yeah. on. But then there's also like politics surrounding those things. So he said oh, that there's cool. a lot more um, like diplomacy stuff and social interactions than just like fighting. You know, between a lot of different factions. Interesting. Um, I got, we signed up for this thing. It's on Friday night at 6 p.m. And it's a system called Nowhereville, first edition. And the, the it's an indie game and it's an RPG and it's called Are Those Bite Marks? <laughs> so, wink, wink. Yeah, so uh, the description is today what appears to be an animal attack has left a resident badly injured. A bunch of town folks insist it must have been a stray dog. But you would, you know it's never that simple in Nowhereville. So we're like, dude, let's try it. Let's just go. You know, yeah. I have yeah. no idea what this is going to produce. It could be terrible. But, you know, like you and Jason did Mothership at a catacomb. Yeah, you know, not, no, yeah, we just, we just, yeah. Well, going out on a limb can be amazing. Uh, you yep. never know. Yep. Uh, let's see. I've got... Um, yeah, just got a couple things like that, and then um, I've got uh, the oh, I, we're Jason and I are finally signed up for a Starfinder game. Yeah, which is a sci-fi Pathfinder, right? Yeah, and we said let's just try it. So yeah. we jumped into a session on Sunday morning. We're staying through Sunday. Yeah, um, this time, and uh, yeah, so that'll be good. Uh, the other big highlight that I want to say is that there is a Warcry Open tournament that is happening um, on Friday, or sorry, Saturday afternoon. 
I'm very excited for that because I, since I'm running the Nova Open Warcraft tournament, I don't get to play in that one. I do get to play yeah. in this one, though. I, so. I think I saw that on your schedule. I was excited, to, excited yeah. that you it, had that going. It'll be fun because, you know, the nice thing about Warcraft is you can play the entire tournament in what is on like a normal afternoon block. You know, so yeah. we've still got stuff to do in the morning and still got stuff to do in the afternoon. Like, you don't have to use up your entire weekend playing in a tournament. I know a lot so. of people who uh, played the big tournaments for X-Wing and for other games where they feel like they miss out on the whole convention because they're so locked into the competitive play. And then before they know it, it's over and, you know, there's and there's or they get knocked out and they didn't get they didn't schedule to do anything on Saturday and everything right. is booked on Saturday. Yep. So yep. This is my pro tip folks, write it down if you go to Gen Con or some of these other big conventions, book yourself all day on the Saturday, on the peak day because if you're just like, "Oh, I'll wander around and find something that works fine on Thursday and Friday." Yeah. Yeah. Better on Thursday than it does on Friday. Sunday, yeah. I've never really done because we are we always have to travel to get back to work on Monday. But um, Saturday is a bear. If you don't know, if you don't have a place to be, um, you're going to yeah. find yourself wandering around the dealer hall shoulder to shoulder. Um, at least that was pre-COVID. I can't speak I, for post-COVID. I have a feeling it's going to be the same. You know, I, I have a feeling it's, it's going to be that busy. So, um but look, we are around this weekend. You know, we're gonna have our phones with us. Uh, we we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. If you guys are coming to Gen Con, hit us up. Let's uh, let's meet in the vendor hall or something like that. We'd love to meet anybody who's listening to our show. Um, Jason and I will be wearing some tabletop and beyond shirts. Uh, you might see us giving out some cards to folks just to get them excited about the podcast. So you guys printed um, shirts? Yeah. Why didn't you get? Why, why am I finding about? Oh. Why am I finding out about this on the air? Tell me afterwards. <laughs> hey, tell me afterwards. I'll get. I'll get you a shirt. No, don't my worry about it. We're out of tomorrow. time. My buddy's printing them tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. We'll talk. So, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Man, so I always get cut out. You guys cut me out of everything. We don't. We do not. <laughs> we do not. I always feel so. left out. <laughs> well. Uh, I'm excited for Gen Con. What time are you guys leaving in the morning? On four thirty in the morning. Nice. That's about when we're leaving, so we'll probably see you. But let's be honest. Uh, we don't have to be leaving at five thirty. We don't have to pick anybody up. That's true. So we're going to be on the freeway, lickety split. So well, that's um, if Dan Pomeroy gets out of the door at four thirty in the morning. Was I late the last time we rode together? Yes. How late was I? Like half an hour. No. Really? Yeah, I pulled up, dude, and you're like, I just got up. I haven't taken a shower. Give me, like, a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, that, okay, that that's true. That happened. That happened. <laughs> all right. You're right. That happened. Guilt, it, guilty it, as charged. <laughs> it was all good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. we still got there. We still got there just fine. We always um, have stopped. When I've ridden with Jason, we stop at an ice cream shop in Columbus, Ohio. Yes, and I've, I've stopped there, too. Come on, that's man. Right. I was Let's with go. you. That's right. That's well. We stopped there because it was a catacomb. No, no, no. We didn't. No. Stop there Did you ride in my van that one year? Were you mm -mm. in the big gray van? I was not. Oh, I was not. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it might have been. You guys might have gone after the year after I did, and Jason and I stopped because when I was like, I hear there's a really good ice cream place, and we found it. So this was like twenty. 18 2019 something like that and yeah. so maybe afterwards they're just like we gotta stop at the ice cream place yeah we're gonna so, race you there to on wednesday morning that'll be great this is gonna be a race 
So the first person <laughs> to post on Discord eating eating ice cream at that one stop before they open, that'll be the thing. That's, that's right. <laughs> that'll be good. Oh, by the way, did you see the, the note about signing up for um, the Wednesday night game? What? There's a Wednesday night board game at 7 o'clock that we signed up for. It's a free ticket, too. What? Yeah. Are you guys and, doing uh, stuff Jason... and not telling me again? No, Jason posted, Jason posted it on Discord. <laughs> oh, Gen Con 2022. Yeah. Oh, hey. All right. All right. Yeah. That so might we're, we're totally going to do it. Because like, if we leave at 4.30 in the morning, even if we stop and get something for lunch, like we'll be there at like 3.30. You know? Um, so... By the time we pick up our badges and all that stuff, like, and get some dinner, like, we're ready to play a game. Uh, I may it. be picking up uh, somebody from the airport. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's probably why I shouldn't do that. Fair enough. Um, hey, it's a free ticket, though, so you can always cancel it. Yeah, I, or I can play the game and send Sean to go pick There you up. go. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Hope you don't hear this before Wednesday. Well, I'm actually not driving. He's driving. It's his car. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so he has to go pick him up. Yeah, there. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right. Well, I am I'm super excited. I don't know about you, buddy. Like I'm I'm stoked. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. This, it, I, I'm looking forward to getting away from it all, if you don't if you know what I mean. This is my first convention since like COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because I didn't go last year. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Neither have I. Yeah, I I haven't gone since COVID either, so yeah, it's time. It's time. All right, let's stop talking about it. Next time we get together with our listeners, we'll be talking about it, and we will uh, have a, probably an episode that goes extra long with all of our war stories of That's going right. to this great convention that we're hoping we'll receive. We'll we'll be experiencing all of its former glory in 2022, comparable comparably to 2019, and that's the goal, right? Yep, hundred percent. Yeah. All right, my friend. That's Stay it. frosty. We'll see you on Wednesday. Yeah, I'll see you in Indianapolis. All right, everybody. Hey, listen, if you're going to be in Gen Con, hit us up. Like, we'd love to see you. We'd love to meet you. So get us on Twitter. Get us on Facebook. Join our Discord. You can We can coordinate stuff through Discord. And, uh, yeah, uh, that'd be great. So we'll see you all uh, out on the Gen Con floor. Have a good night, everybody. See you. Bye.